I, I wanted to mention in the podcast, but I kind of forgot. But I, I feel like it's going to be really cool with this year um, if you do the uh, the interview process and everything for it and you get cast for it. It's going to be really cool to see you like in the actual yeah like houses and like, stuff. I mean, either way, it's going to be really cool just to go there and experience oh, yeah. it. You know, because even if even if I don't get cast this year, I'm I mean I'm gonna be there. I'm def- yeah, yeah. I yeah, I yeah, so I'll definitely get a hope free that they fast and, you know be there all the time. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I I hope they do have it. Like we, nobody knows how they're gonna do tickets this year, uh, but hopefully they do have freaking fear because I will cry if they. Go the Disneyland route. Man. I hope we can only get like four or five tickets uh, for like four or five hundred dollars. What's up, guys? It's Xavier and Luke, and it's Universal Food. We are here. Here, um, on this episode, we're going to be talking with a scare. Yes, a previous scare actor of HHN29. But before we get started with that, uh, we're going to cover some news, have some exciting news, at least for me, um, some exciting uh, news. The Sapphire Falls uh, Hotel is actually opening up on May 18th. Um, I already have my room booked for uh, June 8th and 9th at their hotel. Um, to get ready for Velocicoaster. So exciting, exciting, exciting. Um, yeah, definitely that weekend that we're there for her nights, I'm definitely, or excuse me, Velocicoaster. Um, I'm definitely taking you to that hotel. Like you, you have to see the hotel. I know you guys are oh, going to yeah. be at Cabana Bay, but you guys have to come over to see the hotel. It is freaking amazing. It looks beautiful, so I'm excited. So May 18th, you know, you got some time uh, to get a room if you guys want to. Um, Secondly, but definitely not least, um, today, um, as far as this episode being released uh, tomorrow, uh, today's April 13th, and it's going to be released tomorrow on the 14th. Um, It's going to be Men in Black's birthday. It's going to be their Mm -hmm. 20th. Birthday, April 14th, 2000, that ride opened up, and it is still an amazing ride. Like, I absolutely, I love that ride. Like, that is a ride that I cannot miss when I'm in the park. Like, I have to at least do that ride if I'm in the park. Like, I will go to the park, like, just to get um, certain new food items and stuff, but I can't not on that ride like i have to i will wait in line uh 30 40 minutes for that ride i think uh me and you next time we go there we have to have a little uh little oh, battle on of there of course we got to go on it and uh see who can uh come up on top so i will definitely whoop some butt i am <laughs> totally down but yeah those are our two news stories it was a slow news week uh not a lot happening uh, this week uh, in Universal News. Uh, I guess we can say Universal Hollywood is uh, opening up here pretty soon. They're yeah, getting sure. themselves ready to open up during their taste of Universal. 
they opened up um, a couple of their rides. They opened up the Jurassic World uh, water ride um, and had their final scene finally realized. So had the Dominus Rex and they were both um, Dominus Rex and T-Rex were in there fighting and like from what I've seen, like it looks amazing. Like I cannot wait to get to California um, to not only do Disneyland, but Universal uh, Hollywood. That looked yeah, absolutely amazing. POV of that looked really, really cool. So if you're into POVs and uh, you want to check it out, it's really high quality on YouTube right now. And it's beautiful, gorgeous looking. So I'd check it out if, if that was you. Uh, another thing that opened up was the Secret Life of our Secret Life of Pets Unleashed, um, and that's uh, that ride again. It looks amazing too. It has. Um, audio animatronics, which is not something you would normally hear from a universal ride, but it has it and it has a lot of them in that ride. And it's amazing. They use like this facial recognition technology uh, to turn the guests that are in the Omnimover system, turn them into pets. Um, I'm not going to say too much about the story, um, just in case, you know, there's some people that are in Hollywood are they're gonna eventually get to it but like you get turned into a pet uh to a one of the pets and it is like that ride is amazing too it's like it's pretty much a true dark ride mm -hmm. um there's some controversy on that ride right now um about the way that the Omnimover system is set up uh, restraint-wise, but um, otherwise, I I pretty much like that ride. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to do it. We'll see, though. Like I said, mm -hmm. hopefully, we get to Hollywood next year. Oh, yeah. All right, I guess it's time to move on. I'll let yeah. Luke take over from here. Uh, yeah, so for our make, uh, main segment for today's episode... We have a very special guest, a, as we said before, a previous HHN Scare actor from HHN 29, uh, and uh, that's Robbie. So, what's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. Oh, yes. Um, so, to, I guess, get started, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, and then once you do that, uh, you can go ahead and tell us... Of course, we're in HHN 29. We could have found you. Um, and maybe some previous roles, if you did any previous roles at any of the other HHN events. Um, of course, again, where we would have found you. For sure. Um, so I started going to HHN probably first year would have been 20 years of fear. Um, the first year I worked for the event was last year in uh, 29. And I was in the Us House. I played uh, Jeremiah, the guy with the 1111 uh, sign out front. Yeah. That's that's absolutely awesome. That That's actually one of my favorite houses. Like, And I didn't even see that movie until, I want to say, it was it was till last year. Like, last year, I want to say in June or July, it was, it's actually when I saw the movie. Like, actually saw the movie beginning to end. I, was, I saw clips of it, but I didn't see like mm. the whole movie. So like to like see that whole movie and then like have all that stuff actually 
um, make sense later. Uh, some of the stuff that didn't make sense to me earlier. Like I, that's on my list as uh, my top five for last year. So twenty nine. 29 it's it's really a weird time having to say like last year compared to like two years ago it's yeah i don't know Uh, well i guess juan one of the one of the questions i have for you then robbie um with being cast in that house did you already see us before previously going into your role or did you get cast and you're like oh i gotta watch the movie now or you know what was that kind of aspect and what do you think of the movie so funny thing about that was is when I was hired for it, like they didn't tell us on the spot, like, you know, what you were hired for until like a month later, probably. But they started a Facebook group for, you know, whatever house seven, I think is, is what it was. And our stage manager, the picture on the Facebook group group was the, um, was the us like movie poster. So that's kind of how I knew, like, oh, okay. So that's what house I'm gonna be in. And I didn't see the movie previous before that, so I'm like, well, I guess I gotta, I guess I gotta kind of watch it now. So it was, it was good, you know. Like I liked, um, I liked Jordan Peele's Get Out. I saw that when that came out. I didn't mm-hmm. see um, Us right away, but, but um, it was good. I enjoyed the movie. Cool. Um, while. Well, actually, I guess before we get into any of your experiences while in the house, uh, do you think you could take us through some of the uh, procedures, the process, you know, the kind of the whole ordeal that someone might go through when potentially trying to become a scare actor within HHN? You know, just everything that you experienced from uh, the interview process and uh, afterwards, like the kind of paperwork and stuff that you had. To, like, I know you can't say certain things. But right. just whatever you're allowed to actually tell us about the process so people get a better understanding if they want to do it uh, this year. So basically the audition process was um, filling out a audition form online. And then um, once you fill that out, you get a call back for a, um, basically to go up in front of the judges at Universal. And um, when you go there, they have you fill out paperwork saying, are you allergic to you know, like latex, masks, things like that, you know, depending on obviously like what role you're going to be playing there. And from there, they um, ask you to step forward and um, tell them your name. And usually they'll make you say like um, what your favorite scary movie was or favorite Halloween costume, you know, something kind of like that, like related to the holiday. And then um, from there, you know, you take your spot back in line. Then you all go into like pretty much a waiting room and they, they like, pick out, you know, who's going to be playing what, or, you know, if they want that person there, or, you know, whatever, whatever they're deciding. And then from there, they basically just come back and say, you know, you're hired or you're not hired. In my case, it was pretty much everyone in the whole, in the whole studio was, was, was uh, hired. It was, I think only one or two people. Okay. Um, so after you, we're told that you were hired. Um, obviously, we know that they keep it confidential within everyone, of course. Um, so that way, none of the houses get leaked, of course, because they have uh, those private deals with certain companies and whatnot with the IPs and such. So uh, you said you were given maybe like House 7, whatever, for example. Right. Um, 
so on your on your paperwork or whatever that you were given did i mean like i said i don't know if i'm overstepping whatever you're allowed to say so if i am just you don't have to respond but did it say anything like in like description wise at all like what your role kind of is at all no you know the only thing it says is after that after you're hired they basically just say like you know house seven um you know, it, it'll tell you if you're a scare zone or if you're a house, basically. That's that's all they give you. And then you don't really, you really don't find out until, oh my gosh, maybe like a week or two before the event starts, like what house or what character you're playing. Wow. Um, hold on, I had a really good question here about that as well. Um, so, okay, so you find out maybe like two weeks or so beforehand, uh, but you kind of already knew a little bit because the face, the Facebook group, so you knew a little bit more information. Yeah. So that's, that's like pretty cool. With the Facebook group, like, like I said, like you can kind of get the idea, like, okay, if like one person like has like that as their profile picture or like, you know, whatever, like it's like, oh, okay. And then from there, you can kind of be like, like, oh, okay, like I get it. I, I think I know which one I'm going to be in. Uh, so do you think it was a little bit more difficult for you? Like if you had the generalized idea that, oh, I'm going to be, uh, in the us house, for instance, um, did you have an idea of like which character you thought you might be playing or you just were, had no idea up until two weeks beforehand? Well, at the time, like I had, I had like really long hair. So like, I kind of like, I was kind of like, I'm probably going to be the hippie dude on the boardwalk. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, also, I just want to throw this out there. Fun fact. If you want to see any of uh, a tiny portion of his performance, you can actually go check out Tim Tracker's video from HHN 29 two years ago. Um, and he actually made it into his video so you can see him in, you know, full, full setup, everything, uh, scare acting. So I thought that was pretty cool. So if you check that out, you'll be able to see him in the Us House. That's awesome. You can uh, have to I- send me that link, so so I can put it in the description. Oh yeah, it's actually a really uh, popular video on there. It's it's uh, I've seen it at least like four times now. It's a really good one to go back to and get get those HHN vibes. So it was really cool to see him in there. Um, I guess since we're talking about that, I'm sorry, to interrupt you, but I guess since we're like talking about, I guess being in the house, what was the process for you as far as makeup? Because I know I was talking to, or last time I did like one of these character interviews, um, my friend Tyler, he had to do his own makeup. I know some mm. places had to do their own makeup and then other places did not. What was your experience? So this this is this is kind of interesting because so the studio, the studio that made us Monkey Paul Studios, was very, very particular about about how each character looked. Like when we first started the event, um, my my critique was, with at least the makeup, was um, was that they put too much dirt on me. Mm. So like mm. when we first started the event, like they like loaded me, like I was, I had dirt, like all like in my hands and my knuckles like everywhere you know yeah and like then like when they came through and they were like you know we got to make some certain changes they were like you know for mine it was like toned down on the dirt and stuff and for other people they wanted like i know for the girls that did um 
that played I forget the characters' names, but um, they were playing uh the blonde, the twins, mm-hmm. and they had like they had like blood splatter on their face, and they they wanted like it like in like specific spots, so they were kind of particular. So no, none of us really did our own makeup. Um, it was yeah we we had the yeah we shared it with um it was us and Stranger Things and Ghostbusters. We all had a makeup tent. Okay. So all the sound stages, we were all we all shared that. Mm. Um, with the because we talked about the whole entire hiring process, I do know that they do, um, rehearsal stuff for certain things. Did you have to? Did you experience any of these types of rehearsals? And if so, what kind of rehearsal process kind of was it? So for us, it was um, two days, and then also we kind of like a soft rehearsal was kind of like employee preview night because that was Mm -hmm. like the first time that you know we actually got like people coming through you know Mm -hmm. um and pretty much for for my my show direction it wasn't really it wasn't really that like in depth it was pretty much just you know like stand there give people you know the stink eye and you know like give them kind of like you know like an ominous type look i guess and that was mostly it we didn't really have like any triggers or anything so there was nothing really like scare related to it like every now and again like 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 if you saw someone like coming through with with um you know i i played like the the statue like that's kind of like how i played it so like i would be very still and then like if someone walked through like i would i would kind of like quickly do like a quick step at them you know and kind of like make them think that i wasn't a real person basically hmm Okay, so they they gave you a little bit of freedom here yeah. to do what you want. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they gave you they gave you a little bit, you know, as long as you stayed within what that character would do, they didn't really mind. Okay. Um, you you got anything, Xavier, to top that? Oh no, go ahead, continue. Okay. Um. So with uh, okay, so then leading up after rehearsals and stuff. Um, let's just kind of go over, uh, oh, I'm sure you did opening night and all that. So what was your typical, uh, with opening night, et cetera, throughout that year, what was your kind of run through of your, your day, like your timestamps, uh, breaks, right, right. you know, all that kind of stuff to the point where you even left. Cause I know when it comes to scare acting, you're there for an extensive period of time. Mm-hmm. And I also do know that there's, uh, the swap outs. So, uh, just, you know, give us an idea of what that is kind of like. Yeah, so typically, um, I would kind of go there a little early. Like, I would usually hang out at the park for a little while. Maybe I would go in and hit the park probably around, like, 4.30. And then at 5.30, um, no, at 5, we would go and um, we would go and check uh, check in. And basically from there, like, you know, we would kind of have, like, the cast, like, meeting and stuff. And then from there, we would get in our costumes first. Um, and then after that, um, we would go to makeup, which we would usually have to wait because Ghostbusters would be first and then, um, Stranger Things and then us, cause they kind of figured that most people would hit Ghostbusters and Stranger Things cause they're the first two houses. So they would always be first to go to makeup mm-hmm. and then we would be last. And then from there, um, we would, um, go into the set and uh, I was cast a, so I went in first and then, after it's been like two years, so I'm trying to think if it was either 30 minutes or 45 minutes. 
45 minutes. Yeah, I I think it's 45. And then, so every 45 minutes they do the rotation, B-Cast would come in. They would line up at 30 minutes, so it would give them 15 minutes to do a roll call. Mm. And then from there we would switch. And then in the middle of the night they would give us uh, a lunch, which I believe was an hour long. Hmm. Okay. So for anybody that's thinking about scare acting, that's kind of the, I guess, the typical rundown that they do throughout the years. Mm -hmm. Um, And that would be kind of, I guess, the expectation probably for this year. I don't see them really changing too much probably about that. That's probably what they normally do. Um, But with uh, all the interviews and et cetera uh, being uh, digital and online, uh, I'm I'm trying to think of the best words for it. Um, how do you feel like people should approach doing that? Because I feel like it's going to be a little bit different than if you were actually there in front of the person that you're interviewing for for the position or for the part. Um, so, for instance, I know you're uh, trying to do it this year, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Yeah. So uh, then, what do you think uh, that you'll be doing uh, for your video interview to kind of sway them? Um, I honestly, I think because of the sheer volume of the videos they're probably going to be getting, I think they would appreciate just people keeping it, keeping it short and just to the point type thing. You know, like, I think if people just drag it out, I, cause they've got, they're going to have so much they have to watch cause it's not going to be like where they just bring a, a bunch of people in a room and it's, it's, you know, quick and, you know, so I think. I think for the most part, I think they would appreciate just people keeping it like short and sweet, you know, like basically do what they ask you to do. If you want to do like, you know, a little something that to give them like a little impression of, you know, who you are as a person, I guess that's fine. But mostly, mostly just short and sweet. Okay. Um, I've seen recently they've been doing all of uh, this is old news, but they've been doing all the internal uh videos and whatnot for people uh that are currently cast members and etc um we don't have a date for when they're going to be potentially doing the external ones but i'm assuming it'll be pretty soon considering they've not only done the internals for uh what the houses and whatever scare acting but they've also gone out of the way to do the uh dancer or the dancing ones mm-hmm. no. um hip-hop which, and which... jazz dancers which yes, is interesting yes. Again, something interesting. I don't think we mentioned, but that we're not sure what that's going to mean or lead to. I got a couple theories. I'll leave it till later. But uh, so since we're expecting the externals pretty soon, I know you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, do do you have any idea on whether it's going to be uh, like Zoom call based, or if it's going to be like just a, a YouTube single video, and then maybe they'll Zoom call you, and then from there uh ask you to come in for an in-person do you have any idea on what it'll be like i feel like for the most part you know they're gonna they're gonna watch the videos and depending on the role so like if you're probably in a house you're probably not going to get a call back you're just going to get an email saying you're hired and they'll probably give you information to fill out and stuff like that um if you're doing like for instance if they have like any type of stage shows this year you probably will they probably will call you in to do some sort of like an in-person type thing just to make sure that you're right 
for whatever they want you to do. Okay. I do have uh, a quick question. Um, so you kind of kind of touched on it, but what was like your normal, I guess, normal work schedule? So let's say it's a it's a Thursday, Thursday or Friday, and we're getting ready for the event. You say you what time would you start and what time would you usually end for the night? Um, so depending on when the night would close, I would go in at five mm -hmm. and then, um, we would obviously like when the event opens up, we'd all be in our, in our spots. And then I would leave typically, um, well, we would, we would leave the, so like B cast finishes, A cast starts. So I would always start the event. Mm -hmm. So I would always leave. Like I wouldn't get like the last crowd of people coming through the house. Um, so usually it would be like 30 minutes before closing and then they would, and then they would go in and close. Um, and typically like I would try to basically quick run to the makeup tent cause you're not allowed to, obviously if you have makeup on, you can't just leave work with your makeup on cause that's a, that's a big no, no. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, and so I would quick run to the makeup tent, get all my makeup off and I would try to, I would try as fast as I could to hit, to hit some houses before they before they shut down usually i would be able to do like a soundstage house or something before we would close um but i would ne i would never really be able to make it all the way over to the other side for the uh, 10 house uh, can you tell us if you got any like boo bucks and maybe explain what boo, boo bucks are yeah so boo bucks are basically like um I, they kind of, I mean, I guess if you've, if you've ever been to like, I mean, obviously like middle school and high school, you get like cards for doing good stuff, yeah. you know, like, so yeah. basically that's what, that's what a boo buck is. Like they give you that, like I got one for, I think it was like good eye work or something like that. Cause I was staring people down or something. And then basically when you get a boo buck, you can put it into like a raffle thing. And, um, I know like, um, they would have raffles for like the VIP, um, the uh, scare tours and stuff like during mm -hmm. the day so like um you could win one of those and go through the house you know with the lights on the lights on tours and stuff hmm. um to continue with the houses um so with uh, your experiences at the house well with 29 i guess like as you were saying when you you try to hit maybe one of the soundstage houses before you left and couldn't make it over to the tent houses uh, with working there, did that kind of hinder your ability to have an HHN 29 experience like as like a normal guest might? Um, was it like a little bit more difficult for you since you were scare acting to have that same experience? Or was it, were you able to still do what you normally be able to do? Yeah, in a, in a way, yes, but they do give you options to still have your HHN experience. Like I said, like if you're fast enough and if you're close enough, you can still hit, you know, maybe like I was able to do killer clowns. I did, you know, stranger things, men in black. So I was able to, to hit those houses. And when you, when you do get hired, they do give you the option to like, if you want to like request like a day or two off, you can do that. So that way you can go, you know, actually experience the event like a normal guest. Um, the big, the big no, no is, is, uh, basically like, you're not allowed to like call out and then go to the event, you know? Hmm. Yeah. So I was actually going to ask about that. Did you ha ever 
notice or see any of the scare actors uh calling out or well i mean I'll, like i said i don't know what you're allowed to say or whatever but was that ever an issue for universal uh not not at least not with my cast uh the only thing was like um you know like uh, there were some people that requested a couple of days off and they came through the house and said hi and you know that's all mm. fine and, but yeah no one no one really no one doing anything like you know like that okay all right, so because I wasn't sure how Universal might deal with a uh, you know a few scare actors calling out on a certain night, and then uh, do they have like maybe like a backup plan to fill roles in which they don't like if you were to just call out for a day or whatever, and then just oh not yeah they show have up. they have um, I forget what they call them I, they're like they're basically like stand-ins but fire crew that's what they mm. call them fire crew so if you're in fire crew you can you basically they put you where they need you. Okay, that's cool. So they have a backup plan just in case. Yeah. that's that's Fire nice. Crew is is a really is a really nice gig too because you get to kind of play like a bunch of different roles throughout the whole event, which is nice. Yeah, I wonder how you would uh get to be one of those individuals, kind of like the backup team. That would be really interesting because you'd yeah. be able to fill in in so many different areas and experience mm -hmm. a lot of different things. So. I know one guy um, that was hired for um, the Us House. He got put into Fire Crew because um, they were doing some cast changes and stuff. Um, the Us House was it was interesting because it was originally supposed to be Two Fairy, and yes. it got changed last minute. So there was a lot of casting stuff that was flipped around from when we were all first hired to when the event actually started. But um, yeah. Yeah, he got put into Fire Crew because they, they switched him out with someone else. So he got to do Fire Crew. I think he was in, like, Depths of Fear and a few other houses. Ooh, that got me really thinking. Because if you were hired and then it told you, like, I don't know, like, specific dates on when you were hired for the event. But if you were hired and then right away you were given the thing that said, oh, House 7. They obviously knew at that time what House 7 was. Mm -hmm. um, and at that time, since you were hired uh probably towards the beginning of the hiring process um it would have still been tooth fairy right right mm -hmm. so thinking about that switching over from tooth fairy to us it's just it's interesting to think about what your potential role could have been for the tooth fairy house especially since we've seen that house uh right for light so it's just like thinking back on that house and what your role could have been uh, especially seeing you in the tin tracker video just like thinking about those kinds of things. Um, but like, I don't know, I don't know Universal's process for it, but I, f I feel like it's really cool though, that if you were cast in that exact soundstage for Tooth Fairy, um, they still found a perfectly suited and fitted role for you in the right. Us House. So that's really cool. Right. I don't know. That's pretty cool. They yeah. didn't like recast what I, you. What I always wondered is because, well, I went to the audition, like, I was one of the last people to, like, go to the auditions. Like, I think it was, like, right before auditions ended. Mm. And um, so so I always wondered if if I was originally going to be in Tooth Fairy or if the reason they they were hiring so many people towards the end was because they just, they really needed people to fill in for us because it was such, it was a last minute, you know what I mean? Like, a last minute oh, change. Oh, Okay. But that's really cool because, you know, when thinking about Tooth Fairy, I'm just like, I wonder what they would have, like, envisioned for you to be for Tooth right. Fairy, because, you know? Well, because because most of the Tooth Fairies, they're they're shorter. 
Mm-hmm. So like I that's what that, and that's what I wondered too because I was like oh because like it was interesting to go through like when they had like you know the when they did it this year and they opened it up I was like huh there's not a whole lot of like because you know I'm six one so I'm like I was going through I'm like there's not a, there's not a lot of tall tooth fairies in this house I'm thinking like <laughs> I wonder like what they were like and then I was like well maybe maybe that's why they were hiring people was because they just realized like hey because when we were doing our when we were doing our um or like um, rehearsals, they were still working on the set. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, really done until, until close to the end. Interesting. Interesting. Got anything, Xavier? I do. I I have a bunch of questions. And as he's talking, I've been writing them down. Um, One of them I have is, did you build any friendship out? I'm sorry. Hang on. I couldn't oh, hear you. Um, did you build any like friendships while you were scare acting? Well, twenty nine. Oh yeah, there was a few. Yeah, um, we did. We did a few things as like a group. Like we would go like uh, to the park. You know, like um, before. Like I, we rode Spider Man one time. Um, also, they had a watch party um for the cast of us like kind of like kind of like before like before the event started so yeah there was like cool things like that and also with the facebook really kept everyone kind of um kind of close-knit you know yeah what was the i guess most challenging part of it all um honestly sometimes it can really be like to not break character and like because sometimes you see some just some funny stuff going through like just just like i i i'll never i'll never the funniest thing was these two guys i don't know how they did it but universal like i think they must have snuck them snuck them in or something but like they they came in in full mario and luigi get up and with the fake mustaches and everything and and they're just going and i just see them like because i'm looking down and like you know i'm trying to be like all creepy and stuff and then i just look up and i just hear mario mario and i'm like uh, <laughs> and i'm like i'm trying not to laugh because mario and luigi coming through the haunted house and i'm like so so there's just stuff like that like stuff like that basically just trying not to break character which that that night that night wasn't easy uh i guess since we're moving on towards stories uh do you have a couple of them for us you can tell yeah uh my favorite scare that i did was probably um one night when this family was coming through and i was playing you know like statue like i like i did and um and they, I heard them kind of being like, "Oh, is, you know, is he, is he real? Is he real?" Like, you know, like look at him, and and the wife, the wife is in the front, and the husband, the the kids are in the middle, and the husband is in the back, mm-hmm. and and I just, I just quick, and I just basically jump, jump at them, and and the husband basically just pulls the two kids down with him, <laughs> and the wife runs away, <laughs> and it, that that one was probably my favorite that 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 happened. And, 
then the girl that the girl that was in the next room that she played um she played the um the younger daughter and she was in the mirror she she told me after the set she's like why was there so much screaming like on the outside and i'm like i'm like that was like when i first started doing the statue thing and i'm like oh, i was trying something different and i guess it was kind of working <laughs> that's amazing but yeah that was that was probably my most memorable scare for me did you ever have any uh experience with any of the guests being uh, i don't know how to politely say it but just any interesting experiences with the guests like, uh maybe reactions or yeah like, like something uh, maybe like heckling type things yeah, yeah yeah something like i i hear kind of a bit it does it, it does yeah things, so. it does happen uh my favorite one was um I almost started dying out laughing because I had the long blonde blonde wig on, and uh, this one dude just goes like, "Oh my God, it's Joe Dirt!" I was like, <laughs> "I was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny." And then, um, and then, and then, um, what was the other one? A, a lot of people, a lot of people going through. I got this a few times. They said like, "Oh, it's Otis from House of a Thousand Corpses," because we had similar costumes. Yeah. And they were like, oh, mm-hmm. Otis is in this house, too. So, like, I was, like, I'm, trying to, I'm thinking to myself, like, no, not Otis, but <laughs> he's over on the other side of the park. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I know I know your role was kind of, uh, you, well, you had a very interesting spot. It's very unique compared to most of the other boo-hole, standard, typical jump scare uh places i know us was very uh aesthetically pleasing right. so there's a lot of really cool scenes and opportunities to shine mm-hmm. um so you might not have any of these experiences but i've heard a lot of uh etc stories just about guests being uh maybe not physical but kind of like rude toward scare actors uh over whatever so did you ever yeah. experience anything like that or was it all pretty clean? it was all pretty clean i know one girl in the haunted house did have something and they had to escort um a dude out i think he tried to stick his hand inside the boo hole or something like that and they mm. took him out i think it's it's mostly like with like the drunken with the drunken guys I see, I see a lot of mm-hmm. stuff like that, especially with like the the scare acting girls. Gotcha. You got any uh any more about that, Xavier? Uh, I think I might have one more question. Let's see here. It's been literally answering all the questions that I had written down as we've been talking. <laughs> oh. Yes. Okay. So, from the houses that you act, did get to experience, John Twenty Nine, mm-hmm. what was your top three? Ooh, top three. Okay. Um, number one uh, for me was probably House of a Thousand Corpses, just because mm-hmm. I I absolutely love that movie and I love Rob Zombie. Um, number two would probably be. I would say Ghostbusters. I, I enjoyed Ghostbusters a lot. And then number three, I, I, obviously, I got to say us just because. But if it if if us wasn't number three, I would probably say it would have been um, Killer Clowns. Ooh, yes. I don't mm. think I ever asked you. What is your top three? 
Um, from uh, hmm, that's a tough one. From from those choices, uh, Graveyard Games is really mm. good. That was the last house I actually went through, so I have a really good memory of it. So that would probably be my number one. Um, beneath that, uh, probably House of Thousand Corpses because they did a phenomenal job there. Um, and then num number three is a tie between us and, uh, Nightingales. I just really liked how, I don't know, Nightingales was really, really cool to me. It was really, it just reminded me of, uh, when I went to 25 and just how that kind of feeling was. Nightingales was very bloody, gory, and really cool, very dark. Uh, but us was just a different level of a aesthetically pleasing like the hallway with all the lights and i'd already seen the movie previously in the theaters so it was really awesome to see it come to life so you know i thought that was really cool and it's it's really interesting to me now because i remember the scene in which he scare acts and we didn't even know each other then but i just think it's so funny that the chances of me probably seeing him scare acting in that same role is probably really high and i didn't even know who he was so i think that's just crazy but yeah, that's my top nice. three. Wait, Xavier, what, what so was your So my number one house was actually Graveyard Games. I absolutely okay, yeah. loved that house. Um, a lot of people, so a lot of people didn't get the story, like, or they didn't know the story, or they didn't do like the whole Facebook thing on Facebook Messenger, where like literally they give you like pretty much the entire lowdown of the story and. I like still go through that sometimes because it's like incredible how much information uh, they give you. And mm -hmm. I've heard that like this doesn't even touch the amount of um, story that the creative team uh, wrote for that house. Uh, but yeah, I I like that house. Um, it was I like like the whole graveyard feel that it has to it. So like it's. If I could live in that house, I totally oh, yeah. would like that house was amazing. Um, I think my number two was Universal Monsters. I loved Universal Monsters. Okay. Um I liked I liked Bright, but Universal Monsters is definitely my number two. And then number three on that list is definitely going to be um, killer clowns. I love the guest activated mm. uh, scares in that house. Like it was, it was amazing. The <laughs> I think it was a yeah, it was like a water effect. Like sometimes I would just go in that house, hit the water effect, just to like cool myself off. It was like one one effect would get you, and then there's like other effects that would get like other people in the house, and I would always hit the same one just to cool myself down. Like just hit me with the water. So that was like my my top three in that house. It's uh it's funny you say that because that kind of leads into something else I wanted to uh, talk about, which is and we've kind of slightly talked about this in the past with expectations for what we're thinking we're gonna get with HHN thirty. But since we have our special guest here, scare actor, um, I wanted his take on what he thinks HHN 30 might look like. I know he got to experience uh, HHN Lite, um, and so I want to get his take, or your take, Robbie, on what you think things might look like 
um, for HHN30 because uh, there's, you know, those guest activated buttons and stuff for special effects, which I doubt we'll see. But what do you think maybe the houses are going to look like um, this year? Well, I think um, I think the event is going to be, at least I'm hoping, I'm hoping the event is going to be centered more so around um, original content and original characters because I love I love the Universal Creative team and I love the original properties that they come up with, you know, the icons and the original mm-hmm. houses and everything like that. So that's me hoping that a lot that there's a lot of that this year, at least theming wise. I know, you know, there's rumors that, you know, Terra Quintus and the Terra Queen and I'm all for that and I'm really excited for that if that is the case. Um, obviously, you know, I would love the icons to come back. That would be great. Um, as far as houses and stuff, um, I don't I don't think that it was a rumored house, but I would love a return of Shady Brook. Um, but um, yeah, I think I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a very heavy nostalgia year. I think it has to be though because of the 30th anniversary. Yeah, I agree. Um, and if you if any listeners want to want to take a glimpse back one of our previous episodes i think it's 13 we uh uh dove deep into the hhn nightmares speculation map uh version one in which they've uh put a whole bunch of things on there on what it might look like so if you want to check that out um it'll be there where we talk about that um but uh, for the actual layout of uh what a guest might experience i i know that they obviously had the conga lines and whatnot for 29 and then in light it was the pulsing um, do you think we're going to be able to have a form of conga line or do you think it's just going to be straight pulsing I, from like, I think so. Like when I went through, they were doing pulsing, but they were also doing like a conga line too. I guess it depended on how busy it is. I could see them kind of gauging and deciding that for themselves, probably when the time comes. Also, I think it's got a lot to do with, um, you know the vaccines and everything with everything happening right now so i think only time will tell i could still see them doing the pulsing though just to be safe okay um yeah i think that uh with you talking about graveyard games xavier uh the whole entire facebook behind the scenes kind of like to get the full story of everything where you can kind of go on your phone and you know get the history of things um, I feel like they should do more of that because uh, that allows the creative team to kind of really build a educated story that anybody can kind of understand before they actually head into the houses. Um, and if they're doing the pulsing, I expect the wait times to be kind of extensive on these kind of things. If, you know, like I said, if they do the pulsing, uh, because it's going to be a lot different than cog lines since they can constantly run the lines. So if they give more of these uh, behind-the-scenes stories or more in-depth uh, storylines that you can kind of get before you get into the line, it'll give you more of a a build-up of what you're about to get into. And I feel like that's why Graveyard Games got such an amazing review last year. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, I believe uh, House of a Thousand Corpses actually got House of the Year. It did. Am I wrong? It did. It did very well deserved, but I feel like the fan favorite was Graveyard Games from the people that I've seen, just because of, uh, I don't know, it was great, but that that first thing where you got Facebook Messenger was really, really interesting, and I feel like if they did that for 
and like it's all speculation but for the the scary ohio house oh yeah scary ohio uh rumor yeah that would be the perfect oh, yeah. opportunity to do that right there so i feel like that'd be really cool i'm really i did want to get your i'm thought. really excited yeah? for yeah. uh my favorite rumored house was the um uh was the um what was the icons captured is that what it was yeah. called that's the i'm i'm mm-hmm. very excited for that house i loved jack presents 25 years of monsters and mayhem and and um oh what was the name one um the one from 2010 the warehouse i think it was called the warehouse or something um, um carnival graveyard no it was oh. uh, from 20 years of fear it was like um, when they were going through for the warehouse theme um they did like another like mashup of like greatest hit type things so like those houses mm. for me are always are always a lot of fun because i just love the um the history of of the event you know and just seeing basically the highlight reel you know mm-hmm. i feel like uh because we saw in the tribute store of course last year all the icons that we would have seen for the year on the banners and whatnot in the store um so if this icon mashup whether it's icons captured or whatnot we're kind of going to assume there's going to be an icon mashup house like there kind of has to be of some sort or at least a scare zone of which uh, do you think we'll actually be seeing uh, these icons like Fear and Eddie, in which we've seen in those banners, yeah. or what? What do you think? I think I think so. I think they I think they have to. I don't. I think the only one we're not going to see is is Bloody Mary, and probably Lady Luck because mm. I just I guess she just wasn't that well received by most. But um, but okay. I don't. I, I don't. Those are the only two. I don't think we're gonna. Get. I think we're gonna see gonna see jack i think we're gonna see eddie i think we're gonna see the usher director caretaker storyteller chance you know fear i I think we're gonna see you know all the all the main ones i I think i don't think they can do bloody mary because i think there's some type of a copyright type thing on it um yeah but and i don't think we're gonna see lady luck just because maybe maybe i mean maybe we will it's possible but they didn't really they didn't really show anything with her on it in the in the store so that's just kind of me thinking probably not so with uh with all that being said hhn light which we had last year uh was quite different than previous years for hhn obviously they had to do different procedures and whatnot and i believe it was well received for a lot of people um but obviously it was a daytime just anybody could go through it so with hhn 30 right around the corner um i wanted to get your thoughts on firstly the experience that you had with hhn light and then with the the rumor of these houses uh being here for hhn 30 what might you think would be different uh or changed whether that's procedure between the plexiglass or distance or just the house in general just what what are your thoughts on that well i think that they did a they did a really great job with the spacing through the houses um, given that, you know, there was only two houses and the fact that it was, you know, during the day. So obviously the crowds, you know, it wasn't a special ticket event. Um, that being said with the, with the other houses, I could see them definitely, um, are making changes to, to the houses themselves if they do decide to keep them, which it looks like they, they most likely are. Um, for Tooth Fairy in particular, I could see them doing away with a lot of like the um, the 
test tube tooth fairies, as I like to call them, mm-hmm. um, with the ones there, you know, they're in the, they're just kind of banging on the tubes. Um, I could see them doing away with those and probably just kind of letting them be out. I think now that Universal is starting to get a little bit more, it seems like um, not like lenient with the with the rules, but they're 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 learning to where they can make it safe, but also enjoyable for not only the workers and performers, but also you know the guests. So I think I think it's I think it's good that they did the test event because it's definitely a learning curve for them. So, so yeah, I think, I think it's going to be great. And I think, um, I think that it's, they're definitely going to add stuff to the houses if they decide to keep it. Okay. Um, do you think, uh, well, obviously this is all procedure right now when they're not entirely sure where things are going to be at. It's looking good. So praying for the best. Um, but do you, I mean, I think from what I've experienced so far in the parks that we'll be holding to the face mask thing throughout this mm-hmm. experience, that's oh. pretty, I'm pretty confident in it, mm-hmm. but the, and six feet too, I feel like if they're not going to do conga lines, they'll have to do some form of a six feet or maybe possibly a three feet. I don't feel like we'll have conga lines. It could be wrong, mm-hmm. but plexiglass is the big one because through HHN light, uh, the biggest complaint, which you can't really complain because they gave us something they didn't have to, but the biggest complaint was, of course, the plexiglass on being able to notice where scares were located before you actually got to them. So what are your thoughts on uh, what HHN might do to better the houses or plus them, whether taking those out or to enhance the experience with those staying? I think... Um... I, I think personally that they're probably going to do away with the plexiglass this time around. That's just mm-hmm. kind of my, my theory. Um, having said that, I mean, a house that they could do easily with plexiglass would be 13 ghosts. But I know that's not a rumored house, but <laughs> that would definitely be an easy movie for them to do if they wanted to do plexiglass. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I, I don't think we're going to see the return of plexiglass. Um, that's just that's just my theory. I mean, and if we do, I think they'll incorporate it more so because they're gonna know, you know, like they didn't know that this was gonna happen when they were building these houses, so right. they kind of just had to basically, okay, what do we have to do? We got to put this this shield up to protect, you know, our actors and the guests. Um, so I think that if they do decide to keep the plexiglass, they're definitely gonna try more nuanced ways and keeping it hidden. Yeah, that's that's a valid point and uh i guess only time will tell um i knew that i I wanted to keep that last question but my my final thing i want to say is what do you think our next hhn um official news will be just what based on your experience from the past years and when they've announced things uh what do you think it's going to be whether a show scare zone whatever what do you think we're going to get i think we're going to get another house um the house that they're probably going to announce is probably going to be another ip because they usually lead with those mm-hmm. um so i know what was one of them that was rumored wasn't wasn't it um was Candyman one of them that was rumored i thought i read somewhere that that candy man was rumored or there was another there was another house based on a movie that was rumored 
I uh, think you were talking, or you're talking about huh, which house was it? I think I, Candyman and uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, were, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, Chainsaw. Yeah, that was the one. I I could see them definitely following Beetlejuice with that because they usually try to to spark interest. They usually try to like get out with the IPs first, and then towards the end of the event, though, they'll start trickling out the original content. Okay. Well, uh, Robbie, like I can't thank you enough for coming on and giving all the listeners and us a lot of educated information on everything here because scare acting seems really, really fun. And if you're into doing all that kinds of stuff, uh, to, this is your year to go in and try and try and do it because I know that they're going to be trying to hire a bunch of people pretty soon in the external. So uh just thank you again for coming on and explaining everything about in your experience it was a great interview no problem guys anytime yes thank you so much uh hopefully we can have you back on the episode if it's our our well i won't say our wrap up but our first episode before hard nights actually starts we'll do like our last review map so hopefully we can get you back on that last episode once all the houses oh, yeah, and shows sure. are released and talk about these things um but yes like luke said that has been it that's our episode uh for this week we will see you guys next week uh but before we leave how can our viewers find you are you on twitter instagram um I'm not really on Twitter, but um, if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, um, uh, at King Clowney with uh, a K, so K I N G K L O W N E Y on Instagram. All right, that's been it. We'll see you guys next week for another episode of University of the Food Drop. Peace. Hi. Thank you. Bye. Universal Food Blog is not affiliated nor endorsed by Comcast, Universal Orlando Resort, or NBC Universal. All Comcast, NBC Universal, and Universal Orlando icons, titles, events, and items are property, trademark, and copyright of Universal Studios or their respective trademark and copyright holders.